You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about alcohol and personally, my sober curious journey. So I will preface this by saying in the last, I'd say even five years, alcohol consumption for us has really significantly dwindled. And I'd say the time in my life that it was the biggest consumption or I used it a lot was in college, probably my first few years in college. And even in a chiropractic school, I didn't go out every weekend. And even if I went out, I didn't, I just really kind of started to learn that I didn't like the way that it made me feel. And if I wanted to study and if I wanted to be productive the next day, it really kind of was inhibiting that. That's not to say that I didn't drink. It was just much more a moderation thing. But if you kind of fast forward to even the last few years, and we'll zoom in within even the last year, it's crazy the difference that I felt not having it. So we just got back on vacation. So I'm recording this the day after Valentine's Day. We went on vacation the 31st till the 8th of February. And we didn't have anything to drink. We did dry January this year, which again, really wasn't a challenge for us because at this point in our life, it's just, we have no problem not drinking. And I guess before I even kind of talk about why it's been something we want to limit, I probably should talk about some of the adverse health benefits. So one alcohol, even moderate consumption is linked with various cancers, prostate, breast, colon, is even linked with moderate alcohol consumption. So I would moderate alcohol consumption can be two to three drinks a week. So um, that could be all at one time. That could be spread out throughout the week. So especially knowing that and doing whatever I possibly can to be able to prevent cancer. I mean, alcohol is one of the biggest carcinogens that is preventable. There's certain things in our environment that we, we can't, We can't dictate if our neighbor is spraying pesticides and herbicides in their lawn that might get into your property or you might step on it and you might be exposed. But you can obviously prevent what you're using in your environment and what you're intaking. And alcohol is one of those things. Um, Alcohol also depletes your body of a lot of vitamins and minerals, especially B vitamins, magnesium. And your B vitamins and magnesium are incredibly crucial for your body's detoxification process. Then comes a conversation of, okay, A big majority of the population, I think the statistic is about 40% has some type of an issue with MTHFR, which I've talked about this on the podcast, but MTHFR is a gene mutation, methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase, and that gene mutation essentially means that your body doesn't methylate quite as well, and your body, in layman's terms, will struggle to detoxify more than the average person. And I really started to realize this, especially is in my later years that, you know, my friends could maybe drink alcohol and feel fine, but I could drink it and I would feel horrible. I feel like I had to do so many things to be able to support myself to even feel okay, even after a few drinks, which we'll get to that. But I haven't officially been tested, 
but um my mom had she was homozygous so that means she had one she had one allele she wasn't um heterozygous she didn't have both um and so i would have i would just really go out on a limb and say my brother and i probably have some sort of a mutation because who knows if my dad does and if they both do i mean i'm just erring on the side of i probably do i have a lot of the symptoms of like that gene not working quite as well and as i've gotten into my health journey i definitely realize that i am a i struggle with detox and it's something that i have to prioritize and that's one thing that alcohol forces you to prioritize so if you're struggling with any type of hormonal issue alcohol is like too bad um I'm taking precedent and I'm the forefront because I need to get detoxified because I'm legitimately toxic. And if you don't get it out of your system, um, that's not good. So your body completely drops everything. Your liver is doing so many things. It's doing 300 plus reactions every day. Then you add in alcohol, you add in stress, you add in hormonal imbalances and all of that stuff gets pushed to the side because your body is forced to deal with the alcohol. So just from like a liver health standpoint, we're seeing actually even, we're seeing so much fatty liver and fatty liver totally can come from uh, alcohol. Like we see um, like liver cirrhosis and there's something called non-alcoholic liver or um, fatty liver, which that can obviously be from like environmental toxins just to show how much we are actually exposed to. So that's just kind of some of the backstory as to, or context as to how much this can take up. Um, Alcohol is also a depressant. So for some people, it can cause a lot some mood issues. We use it usually in society to loosen up or to de-stress or to cope, but it's a very unhealthy coping, coping mechanism. So if you do nothing else but ask yourself why you're choosing to drink, Um, like when my mom passed away, I didn't touch alcohol because I just, you know, people come over to your house and it's a family's coming over and you're socializing and you're bonding and you're trying to be together. And some people would bring wine or people would be drinking alcohol and I would not touch it because I'm, I don't need any more feelings going on. And I want to make sure I'm dealing with what's going on naturally. And I don't want to use it as a coping mechanism. Seeing even stuff within my family. I mean, this, I don't, this was more, I'd say like within my dad's side in the past, um, like not my dad directly, but more like his dad and that side. I, I do worry about have a, a bad relationship with alcohol. And so even just, I, I never saw that first and foremost, but just knowing that that's there, I just know that I want to I want to have a good relationship. I don't ever want it to be a crutch. I don't ever want it to be something that I rely on and I never feel like I did. I I'd say maybe maybe I guess I remember coming home from my first board exam at chiropractic school and opening up a bottle of wine and just sitting there and drinking it because it was the longest most stressful day of my life. So in that sense, um that's I'd say an unhealthy coping me- mechanism. Um so that's kind of like the backstory. And I guess I'm not convincing you to completely stop drinking forever because to be honest, I don't know if that's my destiny, but I know that my destiny right now is I haven't had anything since um, we went to Kindred Fair with a um, restaurant that we love here. And Nick and I had a organic biodynamic glass of wine on New Year's and that was the last time, New Year's Eve. And that was the last time I had anything. Um, kind of fat 
even before that point, our alcohol consumption really has minimize. Like if people ask if I drink, I probably honestly should say no. Kind of like how people are like, oh, do you eat junk food? And you say no. That It doesn't mean that you never ever eat it in your entire life or you never have like a sweet or a dessert or anything. Like the majority of your lifestyle, like 90% is no or 95% is no. So I would say even before that, I would consider myself a non-drinker because I maybe had five drinks all of last year. Um, we went to numerous weddings and I just personally, just for personal reasons, chose not to drink. I had a blast. I think I've really learned a lot about myself that I don't need it to have fun, which that's something I've definitely learned prior to even last year, just in times in general, I don't need it to loosen up. I don't need it to have fun. If you, oh my gosh, if you, uh, are close, we're a close friend of ours or Nick has, maybe you've seen his Instagram because he shares them sometimes on my birthday. I, I am a bundle of joy at eight o'clock when I get my zoomies every night and I will laugh hysterically on my own when I get crazy. And like, that is completely alcohol and drug free. Like that is just myself. That is my personality. And I've really owned that. I think, I think a lot of this comes down to really just being comfortable with yourself and confident enough in yourself when you go out in social situations, or even if you're just at home with yourself or your animals or your loved one, and you can just have fun and be yourself and open up and break that wall down that that's usually what people need alcohol to be able to do. People need alcohol to be able to socialize and to be able to break down that wall. And again, like that's not a healthy crutch for that. Um, I get that some people need it or like it for those social situations, but I think the real goal should be to, you know, to lean in and be your true, to tr- be your true self. And from a stress mechanism, it's probably one of the worst ways to to cope with stress personally. Um, or in my opinion, I, I think that there's so many better ways, exercise, community, meditation, um, all, using various therapies like that, that honestly don't get talked about enough, uh, especially in the context of in relation to alcohol. Um, so, you know, within the last year, we've definitely gotten to the point where we were just okay. If we went out with friends or if we went somewhere, we just wouldn't get anything. Or if we, you know, we didn't want anything, we didn't feel guilty about saying no, because there is social pressure. You go out with friends, everybody's getting something. You feel kind of lame for just saying, oh no, I don't want anything. But that's just a society thing. Like that's not lame that you want to feel good and you want to be productive tomorrow or you want to go to the gym or you want to get a workout in or you want to wake up early and you don't want to feel crappy. That within the last year, like even one glass of organic wine, I some there were a few accounts where I woke up in the middle of the night sweating, drenched. One glass of wine. I hydrated. I took binders. I took charcoal. I took glutathione. I took literally everything that I possibly could. I'm wearing my cash oil pack. And I'm, to me, it's just not worth feeling crappy. It's just not worth to feel crappy at, at, at all. Um, and, and that was, I think, just a big thing for me that, okay, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to drink, like, what is the point? You know, I'm, I'm, if I'm having one drink, clearly my prerogative is to not get a buzz, which that's not healthy either. Um, you know, getting buzzed and getting drunk, that's, it, it might feel good, but if you think about the chemistry and everything that's going on physiologically in your body, not probably the best thing. Um, again, if you choose to drink, I'm I'm just here kind of as a platform for people who might be curious about, hey, is alcohol serving me? 
do I want to go on this journey? Because I, I, I have been seeing so much about like so- sober curiosity and being sober curious and cho- people choosing not to drink. I've seen that so much in my consults of people just being like, yeah, like I just chose to not drink anymore. Um, and there's some people who I work with that we have to really have a serious talk of, okay, are these, are these two to three drinks that you're having maybe two to three times a week? is that serving you? And is that being a roadblock in your healing journey? Because the answer is yes. Um, and it's how can we not necessarily stop forever? Um, because I don't know, like, may, will I have a drink sometime in the future? I don't know. Maybe like, I'm not putting a hard definitive. I'm going to be, I'm not going to ever have anything for the rest of my life. I'm not putting that online because even I, I avoid vegetable oils, like the plague as much as I can, but I know that there are it's, it's around. Um, that's obviously something I can't control as much. Um, and I'm not saying again, I'll never have anything ever again, but for the most part, I am just really loving not having anything. Um, and if you're struggling on a healing journey or if you're struggling in some facet, you know, maybe this could be a missing piece that maybe you've tried in the past, but you haven't tried long enough. I'll give you a really interesting, um, case study. So I was working with, I'm working with somebody who, She's got a, um, a job that requires a lot. There's a lot of like social events that, you know, like happy hours and things like that a few times a week, work events. And then she lives in the city. So there would be, you know, nights out on the weekend. So prior to us working together, a lot of kidney issues, a lot of like kidney urinary type issues, um, and hormonal imbalances. So we got on a protocol, but she also, we talked about like doing dry January and she ended up just completely doing 75 hard, which is no alcohol. And we talked about ways that we can make it hormone friendly for her not too stressful on her system, et cetera. Um, and when we had our follow-up about five weeks later, zero issues, zero urinary kidney issues. And I'm, that is, I'm sure not just because she stopped the alcohol, but it's because we've been supporting her liver, kidneys, detox pathways. She's not reburdening it with anything that could impact it like alcohol. She's moving her body. She's eating super healthy. She's making sure she's staying hydrated. So all those things really go in together. And when you have all of the pieces of this recipe, nothing beats how good it feels to feel amazing. Like nothing beats that in my opinion. And I just think it's really cool to see that play out. Uh, and I don't know what that's going to, what that'll look like for her. We've kind of talked about, you know, what it's ultimately up to you. Um, and even me as if I'm your practitioner, like I'm not ever going to tell you, you can never do something I advise on what I would do or what I think would be best for you. But ultimately if you're listening to this and if this is piquing your interest in any capacity, it's totally up to you what you want to do. Maybe your moderation looks different. And if you, this is something that you're remotely interested in, don't like even just start by cutting your intake 70 50 to 75 percent so if you are you know you go out and you have three drinks on the weekend maybe that just is like a drink and a half or a drink that's better um of course there's you know you're still having something but in my opinion that's better and i think there's just a lot of pressure too from certain health accounts that that talk about alcohol and they're like it is literally you know you're gonna die if you drink and i mean it is pretty much related to actually most uh, diseases and comorbidities. So they're not wrong in that aspect, but I feel like there's also a lot of guilt around it where it's like, okay, if I stop drinking, but then I want to have one and I'm really into my health, like, is that bad? I'm kind of still in that limbo. And I'm just kind of here voicing all of this because this is where I am in this journey. This 
you know, these are the things that I've noticed. We woke up every day on vacation. We felt amazing. And even last year when we went on vacation in March, I think I had two margaritas, two skinny margaritas on different days that were like four days apart. Um, but that was crazy for me because when we went on our honeymoon the year before, we went to an all-inclusive and that was different for us where, you know, we were having something every day and that's not usually typically how we are ever. And so then going to last year being like, wow, like that was really cool. Like one, we saved a lot of money and two, you know, we felt really great all week. We walked around Palm beach all the time. We got up early with the sunrise. We walked to the gym. Like we never felt like crap. So then this year, every day at dinner, we went to Puerto Rico. So I just got agua con gas, con lemon, sparkling water with a lemon, got my order down in Spanish every day. So I didn't, I mean, they all know how to speak English there. Most of the time we had only two waitresses that I had to really break out the Espanol, but it was just great. Like I love just have, I honestly, and I told Nick, like, I just look forward to having something refreshing, hydrating. We're on the beach all day where we are hiking so much. We are walking so much that it honestly was just, it would have been, it would have been too much if I was drinking it, it would have been like overwhelming and I would have been probably so dehydrated. So anyways, that's, this is kind of like my thoughts where it is. I, we've got a lot of weddings this year. I've got, um, bachelorette party coming up probably by the time you're listening to this. So I'm not putting any hard, fast rules on myself, but I am really proud of one, always choosing what's best for me. I don't, I don't care about what other people think and I'm going to have fun regardless if I do or don't. So I think that's a huge win for me personally, and that's possible for you too. You can still go out, be social, still hang out with your friends, all those different types of things. Um, so yeah, this is kind of just where I'm at and I don't even know if this podcast will resonate with anybody. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Maybe it's something that just kind of plants, plants a seed that maybe you'll come back to at some point, but I think it's really important to talk about. I think that at least alcohol consumption should, should be talked about in the context of it's really not great to, it's, it's really, it should never be a staple of somebody's life. And especially if you have health goals, it is something that we of course want to be wary of. I especially hormone related because of how much it taxes the liver. Um, and for disease prevention, it's just all stuff that we want to think about. So, um, anyways, I hope that you got something from this podcast. I hope that maybe something I said inspired you or resonated with you a little bit. Again, I just, when I was on vacation, I was talking about, I was talking to Nick and I said, you know, I really don't know what this whole journey that we're on is. Like, I don't know if it's a hundred percent, we're a hundred percent sober forever. And I don't, I don't think that that's the case, but I just really realize how much it doesn't serve my body and how much better I feel without it. And I have such a better relationship about being able to be social and not feeling like it's needed. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But, um, if you are struggling to kick past like a weight loss plateau or you're struggling with your hormones or your skin's horrible or your digestion's horrible, or you just don't have energy, even, even if you're a moderate drinker, I would consider cutting it out for a while to see how you feel. I know so many, I feel like this year more people did dry January than I think ever before, which is wild and so cool. And I think that it's honestly a trend. I've maybe it's the TikTok algorithm I have, who knows, but so many people who said they did dry January are continuing it and I'm a part of that as of right now. So 
we'll see. Um, anyways, thanks for listening to my blabbering thoughts and just kind of word vomiting about everything that I've been observing and feeling and kind of just digesting. And this is a good way for me to just kind of take what I've been feeling and analyze things and put it all out into a place where hopefully it can help somebody else. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on next week's episode.